Welcome back to Suraj podcast. In the previous episode we heard how Jahangir brought Chandu's wife and young son as an offering to the guru. How Guru Hargobind told Jahangir that they were not at fault and had them released. We also heard how Guru Hargobind went for a stroll <clears throat> with his warriors along the banks of the Yamuna River before telling them the love story of Leila and Majnu. The last chapter ended with the six and Guru Hargobind riding back to their encampment. They had dinner and then settled in for the night. So chapter 6 now starts off describing how on that next day in the morning the emperor had requested Guru Hargobind to come to their court. So Guru Hargobind mounted his horse, he rode out to where the emperor had his very beautiful court. They had placed out a beautiful sandalwood seat for the guru and putting on top of it a very finely embroidered white sheet. They seated Guru Hargobind very respectfully before everybody in the court then bowed down to the guru including Jahangir. Guru Hargobind and the emperor spoke at some length there stories about saints and beers laughing and having a great time while chatting they were drenched from all sides in this enjoyment but after that guru hargobind then said jahangir it's been many months i've been here now and i want to go back to amritsar all the sikh congregation is waiting for me there the emperor heard this and said oh i desire to travel up north as well to head to kashmir you should come with me and we'll head to that region the majha region together so that every day on my travels i will receive your darshan but now we should go ask the astrologer asking him when it's auspicious to leave but beyond that there will be absolutely no delay so jahangir then called the astrologer while guru hargobind was even still sitting there and then the astrologer told them that they should leave on thursday which was uh, the day after tomorrow so everybody in the court they heard that they started to pack and get ready for the journey Guru Hargobind then at that point left for his encampment. He arrived back there, told Baba Budda Ji and the rest that they would be traveling back to Amritsar very soon. Everyone was overjoyed hearing this. Hardas, the main superintendent from the Gwalior jail, he heard about this and he walked towards Guru Hargobind. He bowed down and grabbed the Guru's lotus-like feet. Guru Hargobind was extremely graceful upon him and removed from his heart any ignorance. Guru Hargobind told him remain forever focused on the true name Satnam and contemplate my form but now you should go back to Gwalior and in both worlds in this and the next you'll experience great happiness if you ever encounter any pain or suffering just with respect remember me in your heart and immediately I'll become a parent to help go and spread the teachings of Sikhi to others as well create a congregation where the recitation of Vaheguru is performed at every congregation you'll receive the same fruit as when you came to see me in person so hardas heard these words and tears swelled up in his eyes he was extremely distraught the fact that guru hargobind would be leaving now guru hargobind comforted him before he left with the guru's remembrance in his heart and hardas remembered the guru for the rest of his life and at the end of his life he traveled to the heavens so at that time back in the camp jetha was around and he walked up to guru hargobind and had a conversation he said guru hargobind 
Chandu, that idiot, his wife and son came and you let them go? We should have destroyed their entire lineage right there. His lineage doesn't deserve to be left in the world. They should be killed and should have to suffer in hell where they should remain for countless ages. That's how vile of a sin Chandu has committed. Guru Hargobind responded to, to Jetha saying, Jetha, listen, what you're suggesting isn't the action of a good person. Who would ever strike a woman? It only makes sense to let them go. Think about this carefully. And as for the son, we'll kill him at a later date in battle when he picks up weapons against us. But now, it makes sense to let them go. We'll kill his son alongside many other Turks as well in the future. So this is a reference to the Battle of Hargobindpur. I give a quick summary of this battle in episode 14 of the podcast around the 7 minute mark. We will be covering this battle in full as we progress through these stories of Guru Hargobind. So back to the story, Guru Hargobind tells this to Jetha while countless Sikhs were coming from the city to see Guru Hargobind as they heard that the encampment would be shifting up to Amritsar. So these countless Sikhs were bringing with them offerings for the Guru, placing them down in front of the Guru in great bliss. Guru Hargobind was giving them all the teachings to forever worship and remember the true name, Satanam, to work in service of the Guru for a fruitful life, and to become a Gurumukh, so at the end of one's life, one does not face defeat. So the day passed, and on the next day they began preparations for mobilizing the camp to head towards Amritsar. The battle drums were sounding off to announce the warriors to prepare for the movement, and all the standing army of Guru Hargobin got ready. So in the camp of Jahangir, they were also getting ready. He had thousands of people in his camp and they were preparing supplies and getting equipped for the travel. Meanwhile, Jirtha was still thinking about what Guru Hargobind told him on the previous day and thought to keep Chandu now a little separate from Guru Hargobind. Jirtha saw Guru Hargobind's merciful nature and was thinking that maybe the Guru sees Chandu in a bad state. Maybe he'll forgive him and release him. So Jirtha moved Chandu to the back of the line, out of sight of the Guru, and told the butchers of the camp, Keep Chandu amongst the dogs who eat the crap here. Make sure the Guru never sees Chandu. So when we set up our camps, keep them at a distance. So Jirtha said this and handed Chandu over to the butchers with a chain around Chandu's neck. He also installed he placed a few men to guard and keep watch of Chandu before heading back to the front of the line with Guru Hargobin where the battle standards were being hoisted and where the battle drums were sounding off. So day by day they would travel some distance and then set up camp for the night and every now and then Guru Hargobin would meet with Jahangir when they would meet they chatted very happily listening and chatting they were really enjoying their time together. However far Guru Hargobind wanted to travel during the day, only up to that point did Jahangir travel with his camp to stay along them. One day Guru Hargobind and Jahangir were chatting at the camps and the wives of the emperor had set up their camp, their tent, close to where they were chatting. Their tent was surrounded by very fine bamboo fabric sheets that were embroidered with gold and silver surrounding it. Around the border of the sheets, they had diamonds and other gems on them as well, which were glistening. And the wives in the tent peeked through an opening. And they saw their husband there, Jahangir, with a few men around him. 
But then they also saw Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind was such a wide and bright face. He was very young, so his beard was just coming in around the bottom of his chin. It looked as if darkness was trying to cover up the bottom side of the moon. Guru Hargobind was laughing so beautifully while chatting. It was, it was as if his face looked so beautiful like a coral wood box, which was opening up to show two lines of beautiful diamonds in a row, his teeth. His words were so sweet and perfumed out like Amrit. The Guru's eyes were so wide and beautiful. What could the petals of a lotus flower even compare to such beauty? The Guru was decked out in jewelry embedded with gems, rubies, diamonds all over his body. How far could one go to describe the beauty of Guru Hargobind? On this world, there is nothing that compares. So all the wives of Jahangir were looking at Guru Hargobind and were enchanted like a deer frozen in thought. All the wives were just glued, staring at Guru Hargobind. It was as if they had just lost a large bet. They were standing there, looking from their tent. They had such a desire to keep looking at Guru Hargobind. They couldn't stop themselves. So until Jahangir was standing there and chatting with Guru Hargobind, they couldn't look anywhere else. But at some point, Guru Hargobind then left and they were distraught. Immediately, they began to think of ways in which they could meet with Guru Hargobind. They wanted to meet with the Guru personally, face to face, close up. They were so enchanted in their heart with Guru Hargobind. They thought of countless ideas and then asked their servants, who was amongst the emperor just now who was chatting with them for so long? One more senior servant knew and then she told all the wives everything saying, well, that was the Guru, the Bir, Guru Hargobind, who had greatly helped the emperor. He sat in the Gwalior fort for the emperor's sake, reciting the divine name so the emperor would not be hurt. He's been here with the emperor for some time and the emperor looks very fondly and humbly towards them. He bows his head to them. He has given them great amounts of wealth in good faith and love. So hearing this, the wives thought of a plan. They said to the senior servant, well, we should ask the emperor to allow us to meet with the beer. We also want to bow down to the feet of such a great soul by which all pain is removed. So when the emperor went to his residence with all his wives, he ate and enjoyed his time there. After, the wives then said to him and told him, that beer that helped you so greatly, whose darshan, divine sight, destroys many sins and obstacles, and who protects in the time of need. Has he any wife with him or no? The emperor then said, hmm, I've been wondering about this as well. He's so young and without a woman, how does he enjoy his nights? He's quite handsome and talks so beautifully. Any woman looking at him cannot control themselves. When he speaks, it's like a lotus flower blossoming. Maybe we should test him out, see if he really is a beard or if he is controlled by lust. You should put on your most fine jewelry and clothes. And when you go to receive their darshan and meet with them, show Guru Hargobind your beautiful glance and see if he's enticed or not. Even at my age, I cannot live without my wives and Guru Hargobind is so young and youthful and let's see. So the wives heard this and they were really happy. They got what they desired. All of them were just blown away. They said to each other, okay, in the morning, we'll go and meet with the Guru at his encampment. And we'll, 
and we'll receive the darshan of Guru Hargobind. So they made this plan while the night passed and within their minds they were planning such a devious and deceiving encounter for the future. So in the morning, both camps made their move heading towards the Bias River and all along the river bank they set up their tents so all the elephants and horses, warriors set up their positions and that's where they rested for the day. And that's how chapter 6 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear about the encounter between the wives of Jahangir and Guru Hargobind. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh,